Blog Talk Radio. Playing Sports City Chefs from Amazon Music. Chefs, but I'm even further away here in the Midwest region. 
of the United States, as Timeless likes to always say <clears throat> when he brings me up, man. So, uh, but you know, that, that's the good thing about technology these days is we can all get on the mics together, sound like we're in the same room together, even though we're far apart. But I'm all right, man. My Tigers are in the Super Regionals this weekend. Uh, so go Tigers all day, every day, in every sport. Have mercy. And um, But, yeah, man, I'm, I'm happy to chop it up with you guys. And it's always a pleasure. Awesome, man. Awesome. We got another caller in queue, caller on the 973 area code. What's going on, man? Welcome to the NFL front office show. How are we doing this evening? All right. Well, at minicamp we are coming up. Uh, that's a tentative sign of things to come. And hopefully the Jets uh, are going to love to have you this season after acquiring Rogers, of course. So I'm looking forward to it. I don't know about the rest of the year, <laughs> but I'm looking forward to it. Just is going to be an interesting topic of conversation. I'm actually going to talk much. We'll talk about them later on this afternoon on, on tonight's show, but I'm not going to waste anybody's time. Villain say he's on the time clock, so I'm going to let my man Villain talk about his New York Jets, man. We talked about it in, in, in the green room offline, but I wanted to bring it here. Saquon Barkley um, still is not signed yet, so I wanted to give Villain the opportunity to kind of set the mm. table, talk about, Say Quan Barkley real quick before I debunk any type of idiotness that he comes out with. So, Villain, talk to me, man. Say Quan ain't signed yet. Talk to me about it. Dude, if you say I'm a Jets fan one more time, I'm going to reach through this phone. I'm going to slap the hell out of you. I'm I'm so so serious. Giants, baby. Giants all the way. Rest in peace to my dad. He's a Jets fan. Listen, um, Say Quan's going to come down on his price. He's not getting... He, I, he could probably get the 14 mil if he wanted it, but he's not getting a long-term deal. And that's what he—that's the sticking point right now. And, um, why not? You know, I, why not? Because he's a running if back. He's, if he's that good, oh yeah, running backs only have four years. But if he's that good, yeah, you know, I think maybe you know, running, running backs only have years. four years, and and he's been, oh, he's yeah. been hurt for two of them. So I love Saquon. Saquon's the face of this franchise, but there's no way a smart GM would give him a long-term deal. Ask Ezekiel Elliott. So, well, well, I mean, we'll see what happens. He's got to come down on his price. I think a a fair deal is probably three years, uh, maybe three years, 14 mil, and and go from there. Uh, He's not going to sign the franchise tag. He already said that. Um, All right. and, and it looks like they're they're trying to negotiate, but you know it's slow. And you know, honestly, I don't expect them to be at minicamp. I don't expect them to be at camp when that opens up. Right. So my thing with Saquon, and um, I, I'll throw it around the kitchen here in a minute to let everybody else talk about it. Um, my thing is this: I think that the New York Giants and Saquon need to honestly meet somewhere in the middle. I don't yeah. disagree with Dylan saying that he doesn't need to get the super max deal, if you will, um, that, that, he, that he's requesting, but you also don't want to penny pinch him either. You know, the writing's on the wall for the shelf, for a shelf life of a running back, especially a running back of his particular caliber. He is essentially the bell cow of the New York football Giants offense. So with that being said, um, you don't pay running backs a significant amount of money because unfortunately – you can find a decent running back. But, again, you don't want to pay attention because, at the end of the day, I think he's very, very pivotal to what the New York Giants are hoping to do in the 2023 season. Mr. Harvey, I- I'll come to you next. 
Um, Saquon Barkley trying to get his, trying to catch a bag. Um, he's he said that he's not signing the franchise tag like Dylan alluded to. Um, we're sitting right now in day two of off-season mini camps and things of that nature. He hasn't reported and and, and all that. <clears throat> you foresee an end in sight with this, or do you think this gets really really ugly before it gets resolved? I, I somebody's got to get in his ear and tell him he's not going to get a long-term deal. He's not going to get big-time money. But listen. When you look at uh, how much he's been banged up or whatever, like he knows the system. He knows what they're doing. I don't think it's really going to hurt him in the end to not be a part of the the OTAs and all this other stuff. Uh, but I, I agree with – I think the price tag has to come down. Um, I don't think you can pay him what he thinks he should get, uh, like you said before, ask Zeke. And I'm surprised, Sirius. I thought your Penn State bias was going to bleed through. Uh, more on this take, but it did not. I'm, I'm impressed. <laughs> you know, I, I, I've evolved a little bit. I mean, at the end of the day, I think the fact that it's a running back um, kind of swayed me. Now, talk to me about Chris Godwin, Jahan Dodson, Pat Fryermuth, you know, Michael Parsons, and it, it, I can't, I'm, I'm bleeding blue. It's it, it going to happen. But as far as a running back and a guy who uh, has been injured, Early on in his career, I kind of see the writing on the wall for, for this particular one. I wanted to come back um, to, to, to the caller uh, that we had in queue, uh, talking to Saquon Barkley. Uh, give me your position on, on the situation as it pertains to how this is going to shake out for the New York Giants. I mean, Barkley, I mean, Barkley you know, had a tremendous season for the Giants. I mean, you know, get, helping us you know, get to the, uh, to the playoffs. Nobody expected him to have a good season to begin with, but you know, Barkley has uh, stepped up and has made the, has you know gave the Giants you know hope again. So you know, I know they're not going to turn into a long term deal, but you know, any deal you can give him, I think is going to help uh, Big Blue get back to the team, get back to where they once were. You know, it'd be a shame to you know, to just um, you know not sign to anything. You know, I'm not a Giants fan myself, but half of my family is. So you know, I'm doing this for their sake. But Barkley, Barkley is the team guy here. He's the team. He's carrying that team. Right, right, right. Yeah, I'm, you know what it is serious that. though. Ser- serious. I'm sorry, bro. Yeah, yeah. I, you know it's it, it it's and I don't want to beat this in the ground because I know you got other things to talk about. But it's the the player and the person you want to pay. But the fact that he hasn't been healthy most of his career is why you pause. That's the only reason why he's not getting the money, other than the fact that he's a running back. I mean, you look at Dalvin Cook, who's a terrific running back, see him in a Minnesota Vikings uniform next year. That's just the life of a running back. The Giants hedged their bets by drafting the kid Gray out of Oklahoma, not to say that that kid can replace Barkley, but he can play running back in in that system, and that's all you need. So – I, I Barkley makes the Giants better, but Barkley isn't going to break the Giants either. I mean, they've had they've been used to not playing with him, so it's that you got to walk that fine line. And he's just got to be realistic and not realistic by say take bottom money, but it's like you know we got to we got you got to come down on the price. And the Giants is to to your guys' point, the Giants got to meet him halfway too. They got maybe it's incentive laden. 12 million base, 
you know, incentives get it up to fourteen, sixteen million, and everybody's happy. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see how this pans out. I, I do think that uh, a meeting of the minds will will take place, and they'll meet somewhere in the middle. Um, and again, I, I just hope and pray this doesn't get messy because, again, I'm a Saquon guy. I think what the New York Giants have uh, going on right now could be thing to springboard them into 2023. Um, and again, Saquon is going to be an integral part of what they look to do this year. So, I, again, I hope they get it done. I hope he comes in and good spirits. I hope he comes in healthy. Um and leave my dynasty team uh, to another to another fantasy football championship, but we'll, we'll talk about that later. Um, I wanted to uh, flip the table to Mr. Harvey. Um, again, off-season stuff is going on right now. Uh, your guy uh, said that he feels pretty good and is healthy. I wanted to give you the opportunity to talk about Mr. I Can't Get Right, uh, Mike Thomas, um, and, you know, how it pertains to what the Saints are going to do this year. Are we expecting big production out of them, um, especially at the quarterback position and the right field position, or do you feel as though this is, again, going to be a lost year and they're going to be looking elsewhere going into 2024? So his Twitter handle is Can't Guard Mike. <clears throat> and his first few years in the league, people really couldn't guard him. He put up record numbers. Over the last couple of years, nobody could guard him because he wasn't on the field to be guarded in the first place. Um, so, hopefully, the can't guard Mike has the former rather than the latter meaning, meaning uh, coming into this season. That being said, a lot of people thought he just kind of mailed it in last year. Uh, that wasn't true. He had a toe injury three games in. He had an operation on it. He's trying to work his way back into shape. He was on the sidelines today at practice. <clears throat> talking with and working with uh, Derek Carr. Uh, and so, you know, he, he has some rapport with Jameis Winston already. And, I mean, we'll see. I mean, can he stay healthy? That, I think it's encouraging that he restructured his deal for kind of a prove-it deal. You know, if he has a really good year in 23, he might price himself out of uh, New Orleans anyway. Uh, going into 24. But the Saints got him uh, at the end of the day. They really love what they got as a rookie from Chris Olave with a little bit better of a quarterback play and not a uh, red rifle shooting blanks uh, at the quarterback position last year. He might have put up even bigger numbers uh, as a rookie. So they love what they got out of him. Uh, They also – you know, Rashid Shahid uh, showed up with speed that they weren't really, you know, they took a flyer on him. And they think he looks a lot more confident. He's put on some weight. <clears throat> and the speed's still there, so they really like what they're getting out of him. And they drafted the kid, Perry, out of Wake Forest, who, even though they got him late in the draft, um, looks like a physical receiver that can high point the football uh, and make some plays for this team. So I think that they feel like they have some depth in the wide receiver room. They would love to have Michael Thomas, and hopefully they will. And they also really like what they got out of uh, 
Juwan Johnson last year at the tight end position. And then you go get a guy like a veteran guy like Foster Moreau, go Tigers, former LSU Tiger, who uh, flashed some potential in Oakland and in Vegas a little bit, but in Oakland and has some rapport with uh, Derek Carr. So I, I think they feel like they have some depth. If for some reason Thomas can't be healthy, at the end, at the end of the day, it's just going to hurt himself in any kind of future contracts. I think this Saints offense, uh, to reach its potential, need to have him on the field. But they're they're starting to put together the pieces to where you know maybe they have to address the position once more in next year's draft. But they're they're starting to put together the the pieces to where they can be better prepared for life without Michael Thomas, which is not something that. Uh, has looked very feasible uh, in this organization for the last couple of seasons. So, uh, listen, for his sake and for the sake of the team, you hope he's healthy this year, and then we'll see what happens moving forward. But I think that right now anything that you can get out of him is kind of a hope right now. You're hoping to have him healthy. You're hoping that he can put up some big numbers. But we haven't seen it now in three seasons, right? So – um, you can't really count on it, even though you would like to. Uh, you can hope for the best and try to prepare for the worst, and I feel like that's what the front office and uh, this organization did for this season. But, I mean, listen, if mm-hmm. he if he finds a way to be healthy, I think that this offense could be even better than anticipated. And if for some reason he's not, I think that's kind of what you – uh, you know, sort of prepared for. Okay. I mean, honestly, at the end of the day, there's going to be a lot um, expected from Michael Thomas after that, that, that time away, but I wanted to throw it around uh, with the caller, you know, kind of get his feelings on the situation. We're talking about Michael Thomas um, as it pertains to New Orleans Saints. Um, he seems to be back healthy after sitting out a couple of years What's your position on, on, on Michael Thomas and the New Orleans Saints as it pertains to how you think they're going to look this season? Well, anything would be an approval for last season. I mean, the Saints just looked horrible last year. I mean, they had they had no off, they had no offense whatsoever, and you know, I mean, they were supposed to be contenders, and they just fell flat. So anything would be an improvement, especially in that division, which was horrible. Man, much in mouth. Whoops. Sorry, actually, yeah, I mean the whole the whole division was weak. So hopefully that you know they'll Thomas will help improve that team's offense because it was just a major disaster, probably from uh, week six on, and they just they just never recovered. So anything would sharpen that team up. Of course, you want to bring back um, if you want to uh, bring back a Rogers from the Jets, uh, go ahead. But I think that's going to help him, but. You know, things are in big trouble. Yeah, and, 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 it's interesting yeah, to kind of look at it. Go ahead. Like, Drew, 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 Drew Brees ain't coming back. Drew Brees definitely ain't coming back. Um, well, they're uh, uh, Yeah, yeah. Zola, uh, uh, I, I come to you, my guy. Michael Thomas, um, you know, and the New Orleans Saints are, you know, trying to make moves this all season. Um, he says he's healthy. Um, you know, what, what, what do you see this going, buddy? Yeah, I mean, I, 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 
you you only just root for Mike Thomas because he's not a he's a good guy and he he is a really good player. So uh, when healthy, he just hasn't been healthy, right? So hopefully he can get back on the field because to Mike's point, to to Lou's point, he hasn't been on the field. Um, he just hasn't been available. That's the best avail- ability is availability, and he hasn't been there. I mean, you had issues with um, you know, with him, and now you got Camara situation with his legal. Uh, complications, so um, there's a lot for this Saints team to try to to navigate to get the offense around Derek Carr. They're putting in their new offense, I believe, right? Um, I think Gruden is, is there to help them put in this offense, so uh, you got that, you got, you know, like Mike Thomas trying to get help. He said he'll be ready for, for minicamp or for, you know, training camp 100%, uh, but, you know, just last month he had um, you know, metal taking out, taken out of his foot, right? So we, we'll see what how that goes. Hopefully he, he's there. But, you know, the Saints, like, like you guys said, you know, I think from, what, it was the week six, seven or something like that on, they just kind of fell apart and they just couldn't really recover. Um, so hopefully they get off to a good start. But they just got to get these guys on the field, Kamara and, and Thomas Field, where they should be, you know, you, you you think the Saints team can make some noise in that division that isn't really, you know, it's up for grabs in, in my eyes. I think real quick, you look at getting Jamal Williams in, you look at the kid they drafted from TCU, uh, they, they got some insurance policies, they got some people in place. I mean, honestly, what you really need is for competent quarterback play. You don't need a Super right. Bowl. You just you just need a guy to not shoot blanks, which is what happened with Andy Dalton most of last year. Put him in prime time, it's like Kirk Cousins. Like, he's terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I, Derek Carr is a stand-up guy. He's a hard worker. Uh, you know, is he is he going to be top five quarterback in this league? No. But it, you don't need him to be. They got a good offensive line. They got weapons around him. And now they did kind of remake their defensive line, so we'll sort of see what happens there. But I think – uh, on the defensive side of the ball, uh, the Saints have weapons. They have a lot of talent on the defensive side of the ball also. And I think that, you know, when they got decent play, they could play with anybody in the league. Ask the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, I understand Jalen Hurts didn't play that game. But when they got decent play at all uh, on the offensive side of the ball, they could compete with anybody in the league. When they were not going well defensive, uh, offensively and you ended up putting the defense against the wall, you know, they're back against the wall and running them out there over and over and over again. A lot of bend don't break, uh, but eventually you're going to, if the offense doesn't give you any time at all uh, off the field. Right. So I, I agree with you. You need Kamara, you need Thomas to reach your full potential, but I do think that this team did some things to try to sort of, uh, prepare for the possibility that Kamara is going to be out for a bit of time. And if you do lose Thomas, mm-hmm. I think they're a little bit better prepared for that than they were the last couple of years. You at least have a little bit more of a contention plan and, uh, you know, a uh, contingency plan in place to sort of uh, navigate those waters if you need to. And some of it was making some tough decisions and letting some players go that they would have liked to have kept. Uh, but I, I don't think, that their success is as dependent on those two guys uh, as it has been in previous seasons. I think that you can still, in this division, 
navigate some of those waters and pull some games out, even if you have to play without one or both of those guys at points in this upcoming season. Because, I, Pete, you, listen, you can say what you want to about Derek Carr, and he can be criticized, and there are some times that he's made some bonehead moves. Like, listen, Cincinnati never goes to the Super Bowl uh, if he pulls that ball down late in that game and just takes off for the end zone because I think he probably makes it. Uh, but that being said, uh, he's a definitive upgrade um, from the the blank shooting red rifle. I mean, honestly, I, again, it, it, it's going to be very, very interesting um, to, to, to see how the, the, the Saints look. I'm not a big fan of Carr, you know, per se, but, you know, to say he's just a definitive upgrade it isn't saying significantly much, especially when the pieces around Derek Carr, you know, are very, very, very much unproven. Let's not keep the, let's, let's, let's keep one thing, you know, in, in, in focus here. You got Chris Olave going toward the second year. You got Michael Thomas, who, for all intents and purposes, hasn't played a significant role in, in, a, in a good significant amount of time. You got Alvin Kamara, which is a question mark. You don't have a tight end because Darren Waller is now going to be catching passes from Daniel Jones in New York. Um, your other receiver that you brought in is, is I think, is, he's a rookie. Uh, you don't have confidence in, in your head coach, as you know, you and I have spoken about. Um, you know, numerous times on this network and in and, and, and other places. So there is a huge question mark surrounding um, the, the New Orleans Saints. And, again, as, as the caller alluded to, uh, when he was talking, um, you know, that division is really up for grabs. You know, at the end of the day, we have no idea what Carolina is going to do. We have no idea what Tampa Bay is going to do. Um, and so – all things considered, in Atlanta is also a question mark. So, again, for, for, for a team that doesn't look that much put together um, in a division that also doesn't look that much put together, um, I mean, again, now wins can probably get you a division, but then, you know, what's the end game? You know, is the goal to make a run? Is the goal to – get to the playoffs, you know, and, and, you know, win your division, you know, so you can wear your shot, you know, your hat and T-shirt. Like, what was the goal here? Um, and so it's going to be interesting to see what the Saints do, but I did want to pivot a little bit uh, from, from the Saints. We can sit here and talk about this division um, until I turn 42. Um, I want to go into a, a, a like much darker minutes, situation. Man. You know, when you got jokes, sir, keep, keep on talking, keep on talking. <laughs> I wanted to go into a darker situation uh, that we alluded to as a pertains to the NFL. The NFL is uh, currently investigating um, Indianapolis Colt player for, for, for gambling and, and betting. Uh, once again, this situation raises his ugly head. I, for one, don't see the problem. You know, I, I've said this numerous, numerous times. At the end of the day, the NFL promotes it. The NFL is benefiting off it. The NFL is getting a check from it. Um, the NFL doesn't necessarily care um, that you're betting or gambling as long as it's not on your sport and, and um, not in team facilities. And it looks like, based off what I'm understanding, this Colts player 
you know, placed hundreds of bets um, on the Colts. Um, and according to the article I'm reading, it says a considerable number of wages reportedly were placed from inside the team practice facility, which is a massive no-no. Um, so I, I kind of get where this is coming from, but um, I wanted to, you know, give the caller an opportunity to kind of state his piece on it. Um, Coach Flair is, is accused of betting um, and kind of breaking rules. What, what, what say you, sir? I did a little betting again, huh? Yeah, I see that more and more, more and more players and coaches are getting in trouble for, you know, betting on whatever sites, uh, sites or whatnot. You know, it's not, it's not even good for the game to be honest. You know, I think, you know, and of course, but remember, it's nothing new. I mean, it goes only back to like the late fifties, or back then. I think uh, it was a lot more, uh, a lot more stricter penalties then. But uh, you know, it has just become more rampant now. In the last. Uh, ten years, and you know they really, they really have to start uh, cracking down on the on all these birds. You know, staying on your own teams. I mean, that that's wrong. I mean, it's wrong really about any team that you know the players do. But you know, depending on your own team, that's just you know, that's just ridiculous. They've gotten so much trouble, and it just seems becoming more and more uh, rampant as every season goes on. You know, something needs to be done. Yeah, yeah, it's it's gonna be interesting how 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 it turns out. I for one, um, personally, do not have an issue with the the, the wagering. I mean, I'm I'm on DraftKings and you know FanDuel and, and all and, and all of the things uh, myself um, during football season, a little bit during basketball season. Um, but it, it comes a point in time um, when you can't be putting yourself in danger. We just had Calvin Ridley suspended for a whole year for, for doing something very, very similar. Uh, villain, I'll, I'll come to you, sir. Uh, Colts player, you know, I don't, I haven't seen the name pop yet, but Colts player has um, been accused of gambling hundreds and thousands of dollars uh, inside the team facility. Evidently, evidently, he didn't learn his lesson for what happened with Calvin Ridley. What, what say you, sir? Um, it's Isaiah Rogers, um, and he could face a lifetime ban. Um, this is serious, and um, I I think it is a problem, and I I disagree with you 100% because when you start to hear what he was doing, it's not it doesn't it's not only stupid, but it's a problem because it's like you're betting on games to games, okay. But in the Colts facility, that's a no-no. On your own team, that's a no-no. I mean, you're, you can – he could decide the outcome of a game single-handedly because he's on the field as a starter, and he's betting on his team to win or lose. That's a problem. That's a conflict of interest. So – Yes, it is a problem, and I I understand what you're saying, what you guys are saying, and I agree that the league is slapping these guys' hands with suspensions and all that stuff and bans, uh, like Ridley, for betting on the game, but then also, in the other hand, taking the money from FanDuel and, and, and all that stuff. But when you go into the when you go into the league, it's clearly stated you cannot bet on games. 
When you sign your contract, you agree not to bet on games. When you break that rule, that is a problem. I don't care how you slice it. Any employer has rules, okay? There's rules. There's laws in the in the land of the, in the, the states or in your country, wherever you are. But then there's also you know guidelines, bylines, all that kind of stuff for companies that you have to abide by. When you want to, if you want to be employed and get a paycheck from these guys, he didn't. He didn't. He didn't live up to his end of the bargain. That's the problem. I, I'm sorry. It, this is a problem. You know what? It, it's funny you mentioned that, Mr. Harvey. I, I'll come to you in a second. I did not see the name being released until just now, um, and I, I actually recant my, my statement. Um, based off of the article I'm reading and based off of what you just said. Um, wait, wait, this say, guy say, say, say that you agree with the villain. Don't say you recant. You say, say you agree with the villain. I, I, say I, 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 so I don't know what you're talking about. I, I, I don't know what you're talking about. I, I recant my statement. <laughs> uh, because honestly, this, this, he, he's a quarterback. Uh, for, 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 for the Indianapolis Colts, a guy who covers receivers, covers kicks, things of that nature, um, and for him to be betting on, on, on his team, not not just stuff, yo, yeah, he needs to go. He 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 needs to go. Now again, this is a is, is a huge taboo situation and a big gray area because on, on, on the same token, I disagree with the NFL stance on players not being able to 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 place wagers or or bet over or unders or whatever the case may be um you know on 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 a sport they care about you know football whatever the case may be as it pertains to a different team however um nothing the conversation they have for another day but as it pertains to Isaiah Rogers in this situation oh he needs to be gone you know i don't think he needs to be locked up or thrown in jail um, but he can never play football in the NFL ever again, in my opinion. Um, right. Mr. Harvey, uh, I- I'll come to you, sir. Um, talk to me, my guy. Uh, Isaiah <laughs> Rogers, you know, was 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 linked to placing bets on Indianapolis Colts game, a team he plays for. What say you, sir? I just don't understand how somebody can be so dumb. Like, I'm just gonna outright say it, like. Okay, you already saw Calvin Ridley got suspended for an entire season. And this happened last summer. And as far as I know, he didn't make any bets on the Falcons. But so you look around the league, now you got Commanders players, you got Lions players that are suspended and listen, if you're not if you're not considered high enough on that death chart, you're getting cut. You're losing your job. Good luck getting caught on with somebody else. Jamison Williams is a guy they have uh, a lot of high hopes for. So, therefore, you know, they're not going to cut him, but he's getting a six-game suspension. Uh, I think I, I agree with this rule about not being able to do it in the workplace. I mean, because basically you're at work. If I'm sitting there and I'm supposed to be – doing my job and I'm, uh, you know, looking at lines and placing bets when I should be focusing on something else, I'm probably going to get in trouble at work. I mean, I don't know about you, Barry. Uh, serious? 
Yeah. Uh, Lou, Lou Ferrigno, uh, whatever your last name is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I mean, but yeah. end of the day, I think it's a, I think it's a, it's a definite sort of. Uh, you, you shouldn't bet at, at work, and you definitely shouldn't bet on your team. I don't care. Like, even if you're always betting on your team to win, uh, I, I don't care. You shouldn't be betting on your team. And I, I don't get how this person doesn't think that in today's age of technology, now where Big Brother's always watching, I mean, basically, you know, you, you can't go off the grid anymore if you got your cell phone, right? So – uh, you can always be tracked. This is this is a you know everything's everything's tracked nowadays. So uh, end of the day, I don't know how you don't think you're going to get caught and how you think you're above the rules. Now, uh, same thing. We're starting to see it bleed down into college in the state that I'm in. Uh, you know, Iowa State's having it affect a lot of their sports programs, including their wrestling program. Same University of Iowa. Uh, college kids are not allowed to make any bets of any kind, no matter what, if you're a college athlete. I'm not sure that's necessarily fair, but at the same time, I will say this. Once you start letting people, once you start letting people dabble in it, it's that whole kind of thing in for an inch in for a mile. And so I don't know if you should take a hard line stand that says no gambling at all. Uh, but what I do know is there was a reason why, uh, the caller mentioned earlier, this goes back to the 50s. There's a reason why, for a long time, gambling was completely outlawed. And it was completely, you know, taboo. Uh, anywhere except for, say, Vegas or on the coast in Mississippi and on the, uh, uh, on, on, you know, on the boardwalk, Atlantic City, that area. Uh, there's a reason why there's only a few gambling spots that you can go to and actually play. And if we're not careful, we're going to go way too far down that road, and then you're going to see it snap back the other way and it completely be taken away again. There's been a big fight to have this legalized. I can understand why, but players, people got to stop being stupid. And my question is, how many people are going to have to be made an example out of before these players actually get it and realize that, you know, I can, I can mess up my back. I can screw up my entire future uh, just because I wanted to make a bet. But, yeah, it, like, listen, if you bet on your own team, and and I don't know if you bet on them to win or lose or whatever, I think it's a little bit different dynamic if you always bet on them to win. But at the same time, if you bet on your own team, you know that's against the rules. Uh, you know that shouldn't happen. If you're a Colts player and you want to bet on the Saints and Buccaneers or something, or you want to bet on Kansas City versus Buffalo or something like that on Monday night, and you could sit at home and watch it, have a couple of drinks with your friends or whatever, I, I think that should be okay. But at the same time, uh, I feel like maybe if you're going to do that and you're going to allow that to take place, then there almost has to be a way where you got to be able to track it or show your receipts. Uh, because, like I said, if not – people are going to go too far down the wrong road. There's so much money in sports betting. Uh, you know, I had a radio show on Saturday mornings and we lost it for an extended period of time because it got, that time got filled by, 
people discussing sports lines and whatever. And they, they offered about 10 times what we were offering for that time slot. So the money in sports betting is astronomical. There's a lot of money that, that passes through hands uh, way more than, than people imagine unless you've actually had a chance to sort of peek at the numbers and see what goes on. Um, and so, and at the end of the day, uh, you said it earlier, NFL is getting a check from this. They're getting sponsors from DraftKings and all this kind of stuff. Uh, this is kind of uh, helping continue to put money into the product. So I, I don't know exactly how you police it, but at the same time, players got to stop being dumb. Uh, this is just absolute stupidity. And, yeah, uh, Mr. Rogers, you don't deserve to play in the neighborhood of the NFL anymore. Maybe you can go to Canada and play three downs at 110 yards or whatever. Maybe you can play in the XFL or USFL or one of these leagues if you really have a passion for football. But you deserve what you get in this situation if it comes out that you did it. You know, I definitely agree. It's, it's, it's not, you know, I agree with Mike, but it's, you know, Mike took us on a long road. I'm, I'm going to try and boil this down. Mike's right, but I disagree. Gambling ain't going nowhere. There's a lot of money changes hands. States get a lot of tax money from it. Um, NFL gets a lot of handouts from it. It ain't going anywhere. The only thing they're going to do is slap the hands of these guys that are, you know, going to possibly damage the image and damage the shield. And it's like you, there's only X amount of players that get to play in this league. And your rule is you can't be gamble. That's it. Yeah, well, there's all those rules, but that's one of the main ones. You can't gamble. You can do anything else, but you can't gamble, okay? Um, it's a big no-no. It's like for me and my company, I, I have a no-compete clause if I, if I leave the company. I can't go to competition. I can't share company secrets with the competition, all right? That goes, that's, that's not a law in, in, in the United States. That's a bylaw of me signing a contract of me being employed. That's your rule. You can't gamble. And he broke that rule. So, listen, I heard the Rocks hiring XFL. I'll let you boy. Listen, you can smoke weed even now as an NFL player. But you can't but gamble. But you can't gamble. That's right. right. You, you and, can't and, gamble. And it's, not, it, and it's not wrong, serious. It's not. Dude, you can't gamble. That's it. You can't gamble. And, and they're saying it was like twenty-five to fifty-dollar bets that he was placing, and it was a couple hundred bets. But it's like, even still, you're gambling on your own team, and you're gambling. You're gambling. You can't do it. Can't do it. Can't do it. You can be yeah, like call the number nine two nine four seven seven two seven five nine. Lost one with Sports City. Uh, wanted to change directions really quick. Um, Mr. Harvey, you said you had something you wanted to talk about. Um, Ed Oliver, man, talk to me about Ed Oliver getting paid uh, $58 million. He said he's going to outplay his contract. How do you feel about that, my man? No, listen, I think, you know, he's kind of an anchor for that uh, defensive line. Uh, at the end of the day, you need to be able to stuff the run in this league and clog up the middle. Uh He's a guy that I really liked a lot coming out of uh, University of Houston. 
but to me, the the big thing for the Bills though is they need the pass rush, and so signing Leonard Floyd maybe is a move that helps with that. But I, I think at the end of the day, uh, they you, you've got to have some pieces in Buffalo. We talked about that window closing sooner rather than later if they're not healthy. So I mean, if they don't uh, if they don't figure this out, so I think Ed Oliver is an anchor piece on that defensive line, and I think I think you definitely need him and need to keep him there. But the Bills have to address their pass rush. Uh, is Von Miller back this year? Getting Leonard Floyd in, but in the league where everybody's going to throw the ball, they be, they have to be able to get pressure uh, on the passer. And so having a guy that can clog up the middle and help you against the run, and that can at least maybe uh, you know occupy some of those uh, linemen in the middle. So if you do come up with some kind of threats on the edge, you got a more likely chance of getting home. You know, I, I think a lot of the defensive tackle work is dirty work that doesn't always show up on the stat sheet. But I think Ed Oliver is a good uh, – I think Ed Oliver is a is a guy that can do a lot of the dirty work for you on the inside on that defensive line. I think the move was very, 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 very much needed. Um, I think the Bills have an understanding – um, that they have to get after the passer. Um, they lost some key significant pieces to that defense. Edmonds is gone. Um, you know, that secondary is, is, is banged up, even with DeMar Hamlin being back at practice today. Shout out to him um, and what he was able to accomplish and get back on the football field. But who knows when he'll be able to play in the full game. But I think the window is starting to significantly close on the Buffalo Bills, but you really have to get after the passer, get after the quarterback um, in, 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 in a conference that is quarterback-heavy. Let, let's not make no bones about it. you got Joe Burrow. you got Lamar Jackson. you got uh, Aaron Rodgers now. you got uh, Patrick Mahomes. you got uh, Justin Herbert. you got – there's so many different different elite quarterback play um, in the AFC. You can't just outscore everybody. You've got to be able to get significant stops at critical times, and having Ed Oliver um, there will definitely go a long way into getting that done. Uh, Lou, I'll come over to you, sir. Um, Ed Oliver signs to stay alongside the Buffalo Bills, man. What, what, what say you about the Buffalo Bills thinking Ed Oliver to, to, to that extension? Yeah, well, like, you're, like your partner was saying, that, you know, they had to work on their, on their pass rushing. That's what did them in, especially in that, in that divisional game. So they need, to, they need to work on that, you know. And um, Ed Oliver, that's, you know, that, could be a, that could be a plus. That kind of money you sign from, yeah, he better do his job. I mean, sixteen million dollars for yeah. four years, he better, he better be worth it. He better be. Yeah, yeah. I had the bag last year until the until that game, and then he just turned on the choke signal. And I was in shock like the rest the of us. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Choke signal. Villain, talk to me. Villain, talk to me, man. Ed Oliver gets the bag. Um, talk to me about it. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not a terrible move. You know, four-year, $68 million extension. 
Um, you know, it's not the kind that, that um, you know, Tomlinson got. But, you know, it's a, it's a pretty good deal. They do need to make sure that that line is, is secure. I, I agree with you guys. I think Floyd is the bigger get for them. Um, put, pairing Floyd alongside Von Miller, um, who, who they sorely missed last year, right? And once Miller went down, I think that defense really started to take a turn for the worse. Um, and, and not to mention they were really thin in the secondary. Um, but I mean, they couldn't get a pass rush. They couldn't. They couldn't stop quarterbacks from from doing anything against them. So, um, getting Floyd back with uh, Miller, who who they played together uh, on the Rams when they won the Super Bowl, was a huge was a huge move. So, Oliver, you know, resigning, you know, just makes sense for that team. I still think they need another piece or so, maybe on offense, uh, probably on defense as well. But I just don't. I think they're probably. They're probably the favorites in that division, but I don't even think that I barely think they're the third best team in the AFC. I, I could argue, I think the Bengals and then the Ravens are probably better than the Bills because the Bills just have a lot. They're, and I think their window's closing. I don't know how you guys feel. I just feel like um, well, they need to get I it. I said that earlier. I think their window's closing. I, I, I definitely yeah, they think their window's closing. I said. Yeah, I agree. I think they need to get it done. I think Josh Allen took a really big step back when they lo- he lost Dable as his offensive coordinator. Um, he was kind of reckless, kind of holding the ball, trying to get it downfield instead of really taking what the defense gave him. And when he was at his MVP level, um, you know, not he didn't win the MVP, but he was playing like an MVP. And then um, last year, he just kind of regressed, making silly mistakes, not taking what the defense was giving him. So I feel like he's he's a key. I think, honestly, I, I, I mentioned it to to somebody that was uh, asking about, you know, the chefs in, in our podcast and stuff, and I was like, they need to go get Dalvin Cook. <laughs> That's what they need to do. Um, I well, think they got his brother. I think they need him. <laughs> I think they need to. He needs to. He needs to restructure his contract and, and get to Buffalo. You definitely don't want him in Miami. But um, yeah, they need they need a little bit more punch on that offense. I think anything that they can get to kind of help Allen, and, and even though I like the tight end that they got in the draft, I think they need a little bit more. Speaking of Dalvin Cook, ladies and gentlemen, this is what you call a segue. I wanted to talk about Dalvin Cook potentially landing somewhere else, potentially Miami. Villain uh, said Buffalo, um, and you can you can throw any other running back out there. Brandon Jacobs needs to get a new deal. Um, do we see Saquon going somewhere else? Um, Zillin, Wait, I, I'm Josh throw the Jacobs, ball right Brandon, back to you. Brandon's been out the league for years. Yeah, Josh Jacobs. Josh. This 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 is what I get talking to Giants man. I start talking about Brandon Jacobs and that uh, brother. Uh, don't, don't blame me. Don't blame me. In years, in years. See, you know, I, I'm sorry, Sports City. I'm I've been poisoned by Big Blue. But anyway, back to you, villain. Talk to me about Dalvin Cook and Jacobs and potentially where they may land uh, this all season. Yeah, I mean. Um... <laughs> I was about to say Brandon Jacobs, you jerk. Look at you. Uh, Josh Jacobs is not even under contract yet. I mean, he he's he's still, um, you know, he hasn't signed the franchise tag. Um, I don't think he will. Um, he didn't come to. He he hasn't reported to camp, right? He hasn't reported to OTA. So, 
Um, no. He's a little bit younger. He's 25. Um, had a really good year. I mean, it, it's a shame because he had a prove-it year, and they just lost the franchise tag on him. Um, and, and running backs are going to get that franchise. They're going to give it to you year to year. They're not going to let you get these long-term contracts. You can thank Ezekiel Elliott, who might not get signed until the season starts. That's kind of where I'm thinking he, he, he'll get signed. Um, you know, once you once you finish that rookie deal, it's really a year-to-year basis with a running back, and it's kind of unfair, but that's the name of the game because it's only a matter of time before the tread on that tire wears out. So um, I don't think he'll get traded. I think eventually, you know, they'll have a come to Jesus and, and he'll get signed. Um, Cook, you know, they're talking about – what's the backup? Matt, uh, Masterson? Matt, uh, Matt, um Alexander Madison. Uh, Madison. Alexander right. Madison. My, yeah, they, they had a musical my, after him. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. I mean, the coach was talking about him as he's like he's the number one back. Um, Cook is is not there. He's training and he's at this point looking for a fresh start. Like I said, he has the shoulder injury. He's always been nicked up. That's his problem. He's always been nicked up. But when he's on the field, he's he's tremendous, right? So. I think he's got to restructure his deal, and I think um, eventually he'll just get released, and he'll probably sign as a free agent to a team that could really use his services. And I think um, a team that has a running back in tow but wants a two 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 way punch, I think would be a good fit for him. Would you take him in New York? No. I don't think he fits their system. That um, that zone, that kind of. I, well, he's more. But I mean, you tell me, sis. You think he's a downhill runner, or is he a zone read kind of uh, one cut back? He's a zone read type of guy. He's a zone read type of guy based off of what he's ran in, in Minnesota. However, with that being said, you kind of perked my interest as it pertains to a, a, a two backfield type of situation. And if you're trying to prolong the the, the life of Saquon as mm-hmm. well as, as, as get production uh, from the position where it's not a tremendous drop-off, now, again, I'm sure there's going to have to be some, some dollars and cents uh, exchange mm-hmm. and things of that nature. Right now, I think your priority as a giant state needs to be Saquon. However, with that being said, um, I wouldn't close the door on that opportunity as a pertains to the New York Giants. Now, I heard what, what, what Harvey said, you know, about him going to Miami, um, and everybody and their mother's trying to get to Miami, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I honestly don't feel as though Miami is the best landing spot for him based off of who Miami already has on their roster. Um, but right. again, everybody in their mom is trying to get to South Beach. Everybody wants to go out there and, and try to form a, a quote unquote super team. You know, you get Jim and Ramsey that's off season, you make a big splash there. Obviously, you got Reek and, and, and Waddle um, and whatnot. So, you honestly feel, Mr. Harvey, that Donald Cook's best bet is in Miami? I'm not saying that's his best bet. But what I'm saying is, it gets cold, cold, cold in Buffalo in December and January when you're hoping to be playing in the postseason. And you may have to travel 
to a cold location at some point. But if I had my choice, I would much rather live in South Beach than in Buffalo, New York during the football season. Because even if I got to go somewhere cold on the weekend to play, it's going to be at least much more pleasant conditions during the week when I got to practice. And so, listen, I think Buffalo would be a great fit uh, for Dalvin Cook. I think it would also be a good fit for Saquon if that's where he wants to go. But I will say this. At the end of the day, Buffalo just has to have a guy that they have the confidence in. Because if you look at Singletary and you look at even Cooks when his little audition last year, uh, James Cook, the the numbers, like their average yardage per carry is not very, is not bad at all. But at the end of the day, they're not they're not and part of it is maybe because they don't believe in them, but they're not calling plays to the running back when the game's on the line. Quarterbacks trying to play hero ball or trying to run the ball and whatever, and maybe it's because they don't have the confidence and maybe it's not the right personnel personnel. But the yards per carry is not bad by the backs in that offense. So regardless of who you get to come in and play the running back position, you got to call plays and convince this quarterback to hand it off and put faith in the hands of whoever's lining up at that running back position uh, on some big plays because that's part of the issue there. Right, right, right. So before we keep it moving, I want to bring in the head honcho himself, man, CP that snuck in, man. What's going on, my guy? How you doing this evening? Bad. Took off my blazer, loosened up the tie, stepped inside the building. Timeless is a lie. Listen, I was just letting y'all rock. I wanted to hear what was going on, man. You you scared to talk about Miami, man? You just don't, man, this is crazy. You don't want Dalvin to go down there, man? I need him out of the north. Get get him out of the north. Not now, <laughs> but right now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I need to chase that speed demon no more. You can get him out of there. He's from South Beach. He was supposed to go to the University of Miami. He ended up going to Florida State anyway, so let him go home. Send him home and let us deal with the running backs that they have now with, like Madison and them. So we're good. So I know that this may be the blockbuster trade. I'm I'm really wondering what Minnesota get back. I don't want Miami to give them too much. If Minnesota want to put it all in the hands of Cousins and Jefferson, I mean, Jefferson's a monster, so that, that's cool. But, like, I just want to see what they get in return. But other than that, Dalvin Cook, I mean, the one thing about Dalvin that I'm um, concerned with is his injury history. He's been injured almost um, – I really want to say every season. He's been nicked up somehow, some way. And I don't think Minnesota appreciates him as much as he should be. I mean, when he is available, he was one of the best running backs in the league, especially when him and Zeke was going out having that, you know, back and forth running back, you know, who who was it at the time in the NFC. So right now, if, if they want to get rid of him and take a chink out of the armor – I think that's what's carrying Minnesota is their offense. And if they lose a piece like Dalvin, I want to see how much Ken carried his load. And the way things went down last year against the Giants, they needed Dalvin. And Dalvin didn't show up. Kirk didn't show up. So I want to see if this offense is retooled and refueled and what he could do down there with the last little bit left in his tank down there in South Beach. So, yes, get get him out of the north. Bye-bye. Off on a natural charge, bon voyage. <laughs> You add to that. You add to that. That defense from Minnesota was just uh, piss poor, pathetic this past season. So you bring Flores in, see what you can do. 
uh, can you rebuild that defense? But that defense in Minnesota was not anywhere close to where it's going where uh, we had seen it in previous seasons, and they really fell off. So you're right. I mean, they were relying on that offense, and you got a quarterback who doesn't show up in big time games. He's a stat sheet monster, but not a real, not a monster for real. Uh, and, and take one of those weapons off that uh, off that offense, and this team could very quickly, even with a monster number one receiver, slide to mediocrity. Can, can I ask a question? Let me ask a question around. I want to see how y'all feel about this. If that uh-huh. leaves, right, and Minnesota don't have a, a good successful season like they did because they went thirteen and four last year, do they get rid of Cousins? I'd have I to see the out in the contract, but yes, I agree. I think they do I too. They do. And if they, and if they don't, if they don't yet, they draft his eventual replacement and see if that person can beat him out. Well, he's on the last year of his deal, so I think if this, yeah, if this goes bad, going. you know, you know, this, if this goes bad, um, I could see them blowing this whole thing up, if you will, from a quarterback, mm-hmm. head coach situation and just starting from scratch. You know, Caleb Williams can go in there. Let's say they, they bought him out. Caleb Williams can go in there and kind of kickstart their offense and kickstart their team or, you know, whomever is coming out. Um, but I think if this goes south, I think everybody's getting blown out there unless your name is Justin Jefferson. Um, Yo, don't say Jefferson. Don't, don't, Jeff, don't say everybody. Yeah. That ain't a blow up. It's going to be Jefferson and the Vikings. That's, that's what it's going to be. Everybody exactly. but Justin Jets. Everybody but Justin Jets. Everybody but Justin Jefferson. The, the crazy but part of this, um, if, the- if they do, if they do um, dismantle the team like, there's no pressure behind him at the quarterback position. They're going to have to start all over. And what would be the number that's not satisfactory? Like, he went 13-4 last year. Is it 10-7? and seven? Is it 9-8? and eight? Like, where would be the drop-off where they, like, we had it? Like, it's enough for Kirk Cousins. Or, or or if it's under 500. If he's 8 and 9, definitely. If he's under 500, 8 and 9 or worse, then they will. But, like, if they not as successful last year, like that's that's a high, you know, that's a high thing to chase for them to go for thirteen four. They can't go fourteen unless they got it in their thing to go fourteen three, which I doubt. Especially if they do lose Dalvin, so I want to know what would knock them off course at the end of the day. I well, think at the end of the day. Hold on, hold on. Here's the funny thing, Mister. I'll come right back to you. If you look at the Viking schedule, okay. There are not a lot of, of, of easy games on, on the Vikings schedule. They, they they play the Bengals. They play the Lions twice, obviously. They got the 49ers. They got the Chiefs. They got the Chargers. Um, um, they got the Bears, who are who, who should be significantly better. Um, they, I mean, they got the Broncos. So them bottoming out, if you will, CP alluded to, it's more likely than them popping off 13, you know, 12 wins. So it's more likely that this blows up and it's going to be rebuild um, as opposed to not. Mr. Harvey, talk to me, man. I agree with you. I think at best this is a 10-17 and coming up this season, especially playing that first-place schedule. That being said, uh, if they go 10-7 and and win a playoff game, Maybe they bring him back, and maybe they think they they have something. But you think this team got run off the field, uh, really, in the playoffs last year. And so 
to me, that 13-4 and four is very much tainted by the way they got dismissed in the playoffs. So uh, I, I think that at the end of the day, if they can make the postseason, which I think is not uh, nearly – which I think is not highly likely. But if they do make the postseason, I think a lot of it's going to be judged on their on that postseason performance. And so I, I don't expect them to show up and be really good in the postseason. But, I mean, the only way that this team doesn't, I think, go into rebuild mode is if they go 10-7 and seven and find a way to win a playoff game or two. Uh, and, and they feel like, okay – Maybe we're on our way back up, but uh, I think at the end of the day, that's that's what ultimately what they're going to be judged on if they make the postseason how they perform. I'll tell you. I'll tell you. I'll tell you. TP, you came out to tell Lynn, my guy. Anything you want to plug and promote as you shut the door here this evening? Well, uh, the, the cookout tomorrow. Um, other than that, just stay tuned with what we got for the rest of the week and. Uh, I mean, it's it's just pandemonium, man. Every step of the way, especially in the football world, I've been getting update after update. Now I'm just nervous, just watching what these dudes do. Just hoping that everybody stays healthy as possible. And um, I love the unity that's going on up there in Allen Park, Michigan. Everybody's wearing free JMO shirts, and it's beautiful to just see all of this happen. But um, I I can't wait for the season, man. You know, I seen what was going on through the the back the back channels of uh. Sports City, so I had to come and see what was going on. But yeah, man, stay tuned, man. We got shows going on throughout the week, and um, yeah, and and as a new coworker of mine, he's a Steeler fan too. He he wanted me to come with him during the um the training camp. I'm like, I'm not going across Western Pennsylvania to go see these guys. No, I'm not going to see these guys. You disgusted? Like you're out of your head? Yuck! I'm not going to that. Man, you already know how this go down, man. Stay focused, man, on that. No telephone to telephone. It's their chefs again. And if they don't know, now they know. Thank you, CP, man. We'll catch up with you tomorrow, man. It's such a pleasure to see you to pop in with us. Uh, Mr. Harvey, man, talk to me, man. Give me a plug and a close as we shut the door here tonight. As TP said, call us cookout on Wednesday. We're going to roundtable gumbo it up again on uh, Thursday with or without Chandler. Hope we'll have Chandler until. Uh, we'll we'll have uh, game three of the NBA Finals uh, over with and be able to kind of chop it up a little bit on that. We'll hit college baseball, hit what's going on in professional ranks. And, man, much love and respect to the head honcho TP, man. Without him, I wouldn't be here. We'll be back at you on Sunday morning with the time of Sunday morning brunch. Dropped the ball on this one this past Sunday, but I'll be ready back in the saddle with him on Sunday morning, 11 a.m. Eastern time. So, Tune in and join us. And remember, man, if you miss any of our shows, you can always uh, check us out, listen to us on your smart speaker devices and whatever else. Just ask it to play Sports City Chefs. And they'll even tell you the number of episodes. So you can always check out what we're doing and come back and listen to us later. Like and subscribe to the podcast. Uh, anytime you see any of our posts, uh, make sure to like and share any of our posts out there. Help us spread the word of all the good stuff that we cook up in the kitchen, man. Uh, PHI Apparel, get your uh, get your Philly clothing. Uh, listen, the uh, the Phillies are trying to come back a little bit. High hopes for the Eagles coming into this season. Uh, but PHIapparel.co, use promo code CHEFS at checkout for 15% off. Man, serious, always a pleasure chopping up with you. Uh, enjoy, much respect to the villain who was here with us earlier. 
and Lou Ferrigno as well for joining us uh, earlier in the show. That's not really his last name, Sports City. I'm just messing around. Uh, but as I say in uh, South Louisiana, bro, laissez-les-bon-temps roulet. Peace out of here. Thank you so much, Mr. Harvey, man. As I always say, man, it's a privilege and a pleasure uh, to get an opportunity to do this on, on, on this type of platform, man. It's always been a dream of mine to, 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 to do this and to have the opportunity and the ability to, to sit here and talk sports with you gentlemen um, and, and the ladies that listen to us. It, it, it's a tremendous pleasure. With that being said, I wanted to say this before I got out the building, man. Um, take care of your loved ones. Um, tell the people that you love them that you love them because tomorrow's never promised. I got some bad news from a coworker today. Um, you know, driving home didn't make it home, man. So it, it kind of hit me, you know, you know, in, in, the, in the emotions, if you will. But um, with that being said, Lord willing, we'll be back in the building tomorrow with Villain and Mr. T.P. Thomas, you know, chopping up, talking everything, basketball, baseball, who knows, they may even talk football. But with that being said, as T.P. said, tell a friend, tell a friend to chef again. They don't know. Now we know, man. We out. Sports city, sports city, chef, chef. Sports city, sports city, chef, chef. Sports city, sports city, chef, chef. Sports city, sports city, chef. Kaboom, sports city chefs is in the room Cooking up hot topics to put up on your spoon They well in tune, blown like a flower in June Superman vs. MF Doom, the clouds loom So tell a friend it's the sports city chefs again Pay attention, tune in, we on the set again Uh.